Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive. I am your host, Laurieann Sheldrick, the Contagiously Positive Girl, and every single week I come here to help you make happiness your permanent default setting. I believe that your level of happiness is going to be one of the most life-altering things you choose to have every single day. And it isn't about choosing to be a perfect little happy robot. It is about choosing a happy life, regardless of what challenges you have to face. So choose happiness today and unleash your inner contagiously positive tomorrow. Let's begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a really special podcast for you today. Today is just two girlfriends having a conversation. Um, I have one of my most like nearest and dearest friends, Cindy Lutz, um, on my podcast today. We were having this really amazing conversation last week. And at that time, I was thinking, man, I wish we had a recording device so that we could record this conversation because she was just being so profound and helping me see something from such a different perspective. It was really amazing. So Cindy and I get together. We try to once a week and we have meaningful conversations. We talk about spirituality and we talk about ways to better our lives and we talk about science and we talk about the world and we talk about the planet. Like we really go Um, down the rabbit hole and we have lots of amazing conversations and last week when I showed up I was feeling really frustrated I was feeling really overwhelmed with my sadness and what was happening in the world and I had spent all day on the news watching everything that was you know going on with the fires in Australia and the animals and the people being displaced from their homes and like just ecosystems being destroyed and then and then I was like deep into the news of what was happening in Iran and Iraq. And I just, I typically don't do that. But this day I was just right into it. And she helped me really see it from an amazing perspective, from just a different perspective in a way that I could feel the sadness, but also feel the contrast of that. And we talked about how, you know, there's always a contrast between darkness and light and how we live with both without it taking us down. And, you know, something that I say all the time in this podcast is, so that we don't take up permanent residence in the darkness. So today, we're going to talk about many things. We're going to talk about how Cindy helped me see something from a different perspective. Um, we talked about the importance of having meaningful conversations, the power of our mind. We talk about, oh, this was really good. We talked about ways to reframe negative words, the words we say by default and don't give them any awareness. Um how to make love louder and raise our energy and raise our frequency. And we talk about Albert Einstein. Like, it's really amazing. We talked also about um, how to be and feel abundant, even in the contrast and even when you don't have everything that you want yet. And then at the end, um, I asked Cindy if she could just share with all of us one thing that we can start doing today to help us to strengthen our mental and emotional muscles so that we can be in the driver's seat of our life and we can live in the contrast and not be taken and not take up permanent residence in the darkness. So everybody, 
everybody. Welcome my dear friend Cindy to the podcast and enjoy. Word. All right. Hi, Cindy. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. I'm so excited. So um, I love that we're having this conversation together today and that you agreed to come on the podcast because um, as most of my listeners don't know, we meet up every single Wednesday and yeah. with the intention and purpose of having meaningful and deep and spiritual how to be human conversations. Mm, yes. And we've been doing that for over a year now. And I have to say, you know, last week, I really, really, it hit me hard how much I love seeing the way you see things from a different perspective. And because I think so often we get caught up in seeing something our own way, like one way, and that's our own way. And mm -hmm. that day that we met um, on, our, on our Wednesday, um, you were so deeply grounded in the way that you were helping me work through something. So I was feeling really like overwhelmed by everything that was going on in the world that week. Mm -hmm. and, and I was explaining to you how frustrated I was with the fires in Australia and the banks and, the, and their systems yeah. and how unhelpful they are and what was happening in Iran and what was happening in Iraq. And I could really feel myself just like getting really overwhelmed. And I love it because we, we talk at these meetings how to handle difficult situations and mm -hmm. difficult people from places of kindness and how we can bring our spiritual work into that. And I asked you, how can I protect myself when I feel like I'm being taken into the darkness and mm -hmm. when I feel like I'm being taken down by it? And you said the most profound thing, which is why I asked if you would do this and, and talk to me today and talk to everybody um, at Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive, where our tribe is, you said, it's not about just seeing the darkness. It's about seeing it, but also shining a light on it. Mm -hmm. And so how do we do that? How do we live a happy and abundant and grateful and, you know, just a life that's filled with love without the contrast taking over, but also understanding that there is a contrast. So how do we do that? And I know I wish we had pushed record that day when we were talking because <laughs> it was so amazing and you're probably not going to remember everything word for word, but I just really love your perspective on this and life and how to just be and feel abundant, even with, with the dark contrasts that are around us. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that. And first, I just want to say hello, Contagiously Positive Tribe. And thank you so much for having me join today, Lorianne. It's a real pleasure. And I absolutely adore you. And I absolutely love our conversations as well, because I find that when we communicate with one another, we not only help the person that we're speaking with, but we're also helping ourselves grow and learn. And uh, sometimes that's where the most profound shift happens, is having these really dynamic, interesting, deep conversations and also shining a light on our truth, you know, showing what it is that specifically where maybe we have some mental blocks about our earth 
our planet globally, socially, within ourselves, in our own careers, in our own lives. And sometimes when we do actually speak those things out loud, we all of a sudden find ourselves going, wow, do I actually believe that? And asking the question about what it is that I do believe. And I think in that conversation, we talked a lot about conversation and the words we choose to speak and the phrases that we use on a regular basis that we've conditioned ourselves and programmed ourselves to say so automatically mm. and I think also that on a global level we're trained and and almost like forced to see things from the perspective of social media and uh and and what sells news today and information yeah. today and one of the things that I learned and that I've been really practicing in my own life especially on a global level when we talk about the massive destruction that's happening on our planet from forest fires and other things that natural disasters are something that we don't are beyond our control but yeah. uh, purposely set forest fires really broke breaks my heart and I actually found myself going down this like really deep dark road of oh my god we're in serious trouble and this is a global disaster and how are we going to live through this and I caught myself in that moment realizing that what I'm doing is I'm resonating with the harmony of fear on the planet mm -hmm. And I'm not res and I'm not I'm not helping the planet that way. I'm actually promoting and uh, also exchanging an energetic level of fear and worry and concern, and that's not serving the planet. It's not helping our our system at all. Instead, what I decided to do was to, like Shaman Durek says all the time, love into it and send it love and try to find the good in the situation. So find the light in the darkness of that situation. And there's so much of it. There are so many movements now to, you see it all over social media and focus there, focus my attention there. Like the people who are making pouches for the kangaroos and the, you know, all the animals, um, people really Really pulling together our military going over to help all of the efforts to the acts of kindness is where we should be focusing our attention and then energetically we start to see the shift Mm -hmm. I think personally, um, and that helps me from that perspective because we can either sit in our suffering and our fear, or we can sit in solution mode of what can I do from my place right now? Can I donate? Do I have the financial means to donate to make that change? Can I just send love? Can I pray? Can I try and resonate and harmonize with love frequency as, as opposed to the fear frequency? And that's what I try to do. I love that because it's so true, you know, and I know because we, we talked about this. So that's the only reason why I know you were feeling this way. We were so overwhelmed and we were so overwhelmed by the fear and just by the devastation because it's true, you know, unfortunately, I wish this wasn't the case, but fear sells. And mm -hmm. then we start to make our decisions from that fearful place. And usually they're very, very dark decisions. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, um, there's this really great uh, Martin Luther King quote, and I have it right on my phone actually actually right now. And it says, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So love by, that. by you sitting there and saying, you know, I'm going to love into this. It does like love has such a really high frequency. So it's just this reminder that like, yeah, we're in the middle of all of these dark things that are happening in the world, 
but it's not more darkness and more fear and more action-based fear that's not mm -hmm. going to solve it. And look at all the beautiful people who, you know, like thousands and thousands of people prayed together at the same time and Absolutely. connected from all over the world and to have this rain come. So like there are a lot of really beautiful things that came out of that. Um, mm -hmm. It was just sometimes it's so hard to see. And I love that you were, that you reminded me of that, but you know, saying, yeah, like it is really sad and we should be sad about that and we should feel what we feel, but how can we, how can we change our vibration and how can we, absolutely. I really, really I think, love that. Absolutely. And I think that we forget how amazing our planet truly is. I mean, it has survived so much already. It's been around for millions and millions of years. Oh, absolutely. And there has been an, an ice age that in, I mean, I'm not a scientist or, or I don't really understand all of the makings behind what constitutes an ice age and what are the repercussions of that and how long that process takes but for all intents and purposes pretty much everything on the planet as we knew it pretty much died off from our understanding mm. of things and look at how much abundance has come from that i think that we have to put more faith in our planet and their energetic connection that we can all um hone in on for its highest good that love connection, that belief, and then just sort of looking at the planet as, holy smokes, has it ever healed? It's like the human body, how every single time I get sick, for example, I think to myself immediately, my body is already healing. Yeah. We look at ourselves as in, oh my gosh, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. I'm so sick. Instead of going, I've, I've obviously caught something, something has gone wrong in my environment, my body environment. My body is already knowing what to do mm. to heal itself. And the same thing goes with our planet, I think. You know, the forest fire has happened. Uh, the planet is already healing it. Yeah. And, and then there's also so many movements. I think awareness for people is one of the key components to driving change. So sometimes these things happen and they do shine a huge light on where we're broken, like where we need to improve, where we need to love into more, Absolutely. you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because unfortunately, and you just see this, it's just, it's just human nature. We wait until the tragedy happens before we step up to change. It's, that would right. be wonderful if that wasn't the case, but it's kind of that thing that wakes us up. So it's the darkness happened, this thing happened. Now everybody's waking up and turning to the light and turning to the love and how can we absolutely never happening again? Yeah. It's like I said to you a little bit earlier that contrast provides us feedback. It's our teacher. So, you know, things, devastation that happens on our planet to me is feedback. It's feedback about where our society's at and what we're doing and how we think and feel and act as a result mm -hmm. of it. How, and, uh, and that it's not our enemy. It's actually providing us with valuable tools now to know how to change the things that are wrong. Yeah. You know, we, we've actually like this process is as devastating and unfortunate as it is, is a really big global event that's really waking people up and shaking them up and making them realize, holy smokes, we have a system here that's not working because somebody's actually committed this crime and this act mm -hmm. against our, our planet. And to me, it's, it's no different than looking at terrorism. I mean, we, we do know that this exists out there. How can we as a planet turn toward healing? Yeah. 
And I, I love that because healing. that's a really good way to even look at our own lives. You know, like we have contrast in our own lives and we have had struggles that have happened along the way. But I, and I know from myself, I wouldn't be who I am today without that struggle. If Absolutely. I could go back and not have the struggle and still know what I know, then obviously I would choose not to struggle, but I, I can't look at it that way. I have to just take the lesson from it and really just say, you know what? A lot of these things happened. Some of them were my choices. So now I get to make different choices or I just get to take the lessons from them and I get to better my life so that I can always say like, who do I want to be in this moment now? Mm -hmm. that now that I know, you know, Maya Angelou always saying, you know, once you know better, you can do better. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like Abraham Hicks as well is, is saying things like, well, now I know what I don't want. Yes. Right. Oh, and then, and that, yes. that, that helps me to see clearly what it is that I do want. Yeah. And, and that's basically shining the light in the darkness. You know, mm -hmm. the shadow comes over and we sit in our shadow side and, and the darkness and we think, I don't know how to get out of here or what to do in this moment. And it's literally going, well, I know what I don't want. I'm very clear now that this is not what I, 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 I want. So what do I want then? And moving in that direction and continually striving, striving to move in that direction of, of what I do want. Staying focused on that, I think it's just really a change of perspective and shifting our focus on, on, on you know, there is good in the world. That, you know, crime is not everywhere. It's some places, but it's not everywhere. And so where isn't it? And focusing yeah. on those yeah. things. And when we actually focus on those things, like the beauty in the planet and the, and the good that's happening and the love that people are, are sharing and the acts of kindness, doesn't that stand a reason that it expands and yeah. grows? And it starts with me and you and having this conversation. I remember having a conversation with a client of mine and she was saying um, that there's so many shootings and that there's shootings everywhere and that it's getting really bad. And she, she made a comment that I won't rephrase because it was quite, it was a little bit racist and, and very um, judgmental in a specific area. And I said, you know, you're really, you're really believing what the media is feeding you mm -hmm. and the media has fed us to believe this certain thing. But I said, your perspective is skewed, is, is skewed because there isn't, not all of, you know, that type of person or that environment shoots or kills. They're shooting Absolutely. on the planet globally. It's everywhere. There's crime every, in a lot of places in the planet, but it's not like everywhere on the planet. I should have, I'm sorry, but no, I, I know what you mean. Tangent there you're just and saying, realize, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not all in humans place. in all areas have these contrasts and have these have these issues it's a it's a global thing not a, an environmental thing like only my neighborhood has it or only or that neighborhood has it or that person type of person has it and it's just and it's so it is everywhere in the perspective that it's happening on a global place that it's not an isolated place for mm -hmm. example which is where she was going like that one particular place which is basically saying if we were to say well ottawa has the most crime or yeah. ottawa is the yeah. only place that there's all these shootings happening no that's not true Absolutely. Ottawa is one place that it happens, but it happens in Toronto as well, or it happens in so-and-so as well. And it's, it's probably in more places than we think, but it's also not everywhere. Yeah. I think that's the point that I was trying to drive home to her is yes. that you're looking at all of the destruction, but you're not looking at all of the good. Well, you're basically what she's saying is the moment, she, the moment we walk out the door, like 
that is just all around us. doesn't it's matter what automatic. door you walk out. It's automatic that that is going to happen. And that's what we say when we, and I, I want to ask you a question on this because I think it comes down to our words. Like you were saying, it's we're choosing the words that it doesn't matter where we live. doesn't matter what we do. It is literally everywhere. So I need to be fearful no matter where I am. Exactly. So, or it's only with that specific place yes. or it's only in that specific person type of person Absolutely. or that specific race or that specific anything. It's not specific to anything. It's yeah. just, it's, it's an, it's on all things in all places, but it's yeah. not everywhere. It's, yes. it's just because the, it, because the space between here and there, there's something good. Absolutely. There's good all around us. And I, I think it's really important that we know that and that we go look for it. And mm -hmm. that might not be in the media, right? Like we just really mm -hmm. do have to find it. And I think with us, like we found it every single Wednesday by just knowing that when we connect on Wednesdays, it's all about bringing love into our lives and how to make our lives better, you know? And if we're going through a challenge or if we're frustrated, we don't leave that room until we have a new perspective or- Absolutely, which is way. what we did, right? Absolutely. We did do that. We found ourselves really going down that rabbit hole of self-defeating mm -hmm. thoughts. And all of a sudden I could just feel the entire energy in the room starting to shift in that down, yeah. downward spiral. And I was feeling uncomfortable and I could see that you were feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. And so immediately I was like, okay, we need to change our perspective here and we need to bring the level up. We need to change yes. the energy. And before we knew it, after we did that, we were all stood up. We were hugging. We just oh, yeah. we felt so good. We were laughing. We were smiling. We walked out of there feeling inspired. Yes. And inspired action is, is the action that's going to help to translate, to change that fear from to love. Absolutely. From fear to love and from lack to abundance as yeah. we move forward in our life. So it's that whole change in perspective and shifting our energy, not only personally in our lives so for our entire environment, but also for globally as well. So back to what we were talking about, yes. it's just really changing that perspective. Well, and I love this because, you know, at the beginning of the meeting on Wednesday, I call it a meeting, at the beginning of the our get together on Wednesday, um, you said, you know what, something that I'd really like to focus on is how much our words matter. And our Absolutely. conversations are all a part of that as well. And we were going down the rabbit hole of the system sucks and they're not supportive and there's nothing we can do. Do. And it's like the government's the government. What can we do? You know, and I think we mm -hmm. put the responsibility on someone else and we forget that we're in the driver's seat of our life. If they're not helping, if someone else isn't helping, we need to shift and find a way to help ourselves and to make absolutely in our lives. So, absolutely. You know, so, why do our words matter so much? And why is it so important for us to change the language? Um, so that we can really feel that even through our darkest days, even through these, you know, like we'll call them like dark experiences, negative experiences, um, we can, you know, as you said, love into it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So why do our words matter so much? Well, I think the first thing that I think of when I think of changing my words is that if I say a thing, the first thing I want to do is become aware of what I'm saying so I can identify whether I actually truly believe that. 
-hmm. If I truly believe that, then I understand that I probably have a block in that specific thing that I'm saying. And how can I possibly expect to gain abundance, for example, if I keep thinking that nothing good ever happens to me, Yeah. you know, or no good ever comes to me, or I don't have anything, you know, I, I, you know, if I keep saying those things and we say it so loosely today in our, in our vocabulary, where people almost say it as an automatic thing. And I, and I find actually now that they say that Joe Dispenza says that awareness is, is, is advancement, right? It's changing, it's shifting. Awareness is consciousness. So when we actually become aware of the words that we choose to speak, it also, it, it, it helps, first of all, it helps us to identify what we're actually choosing to say. Yep. And we're, we're identifying whether or not we actually have a belief around that. And then if we do have a belief that we have the opportunity to change it, Because we can't, you know, what is that quote from Einstein that says something like the idea, the the concept of insanity insanity is expecting a different result from the same mind that created the, yeah. How does that work? Yeah. I'll find find the quote, but yeah, yeah. What you mean. It's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting Expecting a different result. Yes. Thank you for clarifying So true. Love that. You know, and also what I love about Einstein and I watched a documentary on Netflix, which was so eye opening, is that he truly believed period that everything is energy and if you can match the frequency of the thing that you want to create you cannot help but get that thing so you know if you were saying a while ago about how we were having this conversation and saying and using really really negative words to describe how we were feeling and how frustrated we were and we were going darker and darker and darker and our energy was getting lower and lower and lower And we were feeling ourselves just be like, blah. And then as soon as we flipped it, our energy started to raise up and instantly Mm -hmm. went into solution mode. So we got out of the mode and we instantly were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about this? And then we could do this. And then we could. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we really, you know, changing the perspective is a shift in, in choosing our vocabulary as Mm -hmm. well. And kind of getting back to that point, you know, when we choose the things that everything that we say sound has resonance and they've done so many scientific studies on water, for example, with vibration, vibration, sound is vibration and it it resonates out into our environment right so when we um they took i i I don't know the study verbatim so i'm paraphrasing what i understand it to be but they did a study with water where they put water in a petri dish and they blasted sound they did a couple of studies with one with like heavy metal music and then the other one with opera music or something really beautiful like piano music or opera music and they flash froze each of those petri dishes after putting that sound resonance into the water and when the water froze on the heavy metal it was very distorted and it's you know ugly and distorted basically and then Mm -hmm. the other uh example of the flash freezing of the music the beautiful opera music it actually turned into beautiful shapes like geometric shapes like um you know, snowflake shapes and stuff like that. It was actually quite beautiful. So it shows you the discord and the harmony Mm. aspect of sound resonance. So when we choose to say a word, one of the words that I'm trying to delete from my vocabulary is the word hate. Hate is so strong. And we understand it to mean like anger and like evil almost. It has just like this angry, evil connotation to it. And so 
we say it so loosely in our language today, but if you were to change the word to, you know, I really dislike that I yeah. really, or I don't like that. I strongly dislike that. I, I'm, mm -hmm. I really don't resonate with that or that really sets a, a strong discord with me or mm -hmm. something. If we were to just choose, I don't like that period, you know, I, or I prefer that you don't do that. Or instead of saying, I hate it when you do yeah. that, I would prefer it if you would, uh, call me in the morning instead of at night. Yeah. Or so, instead know? of saying, I hate when you call me at night. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're not so actually saying really, what you really want. That's right. You're mm. only, you're using the word because it's just so ingrained and conditioned oh. in our, in our vocabulary and it it comes on autopilot, but we don't realize the discord that we're putting into our environment by the words that we choose to use. And yes. just honestly, what I do is I hear it now almost like I've, I've actually been practicing because practice is the mother of all skills. So in order for us Absolutely. to change our beliefs and change the direction of our abundance and our love in life, we need to practice the new uh, formula to achieve that, which would be changing your words, changing your focus. And so now I find that when I'm in conversations with people, I often hear them say things and I'm thinking, do they really believe that about themselves? Do they really believe that about that thing or are they just saying it because we're so conditioned to saying it and they don't realize they can choose a better thinking word or a better feeling word or a better word that resonates with their, what, what they're hoping to achieve. And last night I was actually having a conversation with somebody and they said, oh yeah, life is impossible these days. Life is impossible. It's just impossible to live today. And I was like, that, it was like, you know, I just oh, like this light yes. bulb went off around me. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, this is what we say. We say these things. Does she really believe that it's impossible? Because if we were to look up the word impossible, she literally is putting this, like pushing against force into her environment of it could never possibly happen. Yeah. She's yeah. literally blocked that all possibility or probability away from her, not on purpose. Mm-hmm. But by words that we commonly and loosely use in the English language, and if we start to really tailor and become more aware, tailor our thoughts toward what are what am I actually saying? What am yeah. I saying? And, and do I believe it? And if I don't believe it, I better change it. And if I do believe it, then I better change it. <laughs> Absolutely. Because if our thoughts create our reality, and every single day, the only words and thoughts that I'm saying and thinking are, life is impossible, life is impossible, life is impossible that is going to become so deeply rooted. I'm going to believe so that there is nothing possible in my life. And this is a separation from self. And all of a sudden I'm going to want to feel like I want to take my life. Absolutely. And, and I know I'm being like really dramatic there, but what if we, what if that's the only conversation we have with ourselves for 365 days, I can guarantee by like, you know, repeat of day one on day 366, if you will, if you took out the calendar, um, yeah. I'm probably not going to want to live and go on. I'm probably not going to want to get out of bed. I'm probably not going to want to make changes or I'm probably not going to want to go after my goals or have really good mm -hmm. relationships in my life. Like I'm going to not want to do anything because I believe that life is impossible and just exactly. I really have I really believe that so it's I a demotivator practice because it is a practice and I think it's a lifetime practice whereas mm -hmm. you know right now my reframe is really changing the language from um oh I have to do that to mm -hmm. I get to do that 
or I choose to do that or yeah absolutely love that like when I get really frustrated about like, oh God, shit, I forgot. I have to go back. To, I have to go back to the grocery store. It's like, mm-hmm. I really try to work on it and say like, I get to, I get to go in my really beautiful car and I get Absolutely. to go down the street and I get to pay for it and, and really change the language. Not to say that it's never okay to have a moment where you get frustrated. Of course, we just don't want to take up permanent residence there. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you're talking about is mm-hmm. what are we repeating over and over and over again that's actually becoming our reality. Absolutely. Have you ever had a moment where you've, you know, let's say you drop something out of the fridge and you spill it all on the floor and you literally get so PO'd about that. Mm-hmm. You're just like really reactive and you're just so angry. I find now even that in those moments, I'm so hyper aware that I'm doing that. And I'm like, wow, look at what I'm doing over such a silly thing. Like, even if it was like, I dropped the jar and cut my foot and now I have to go and get stitches. Does it really require me to lose my shit over it? Or can I simply choose literally that it's so incredible when you actually ask yourself these really profound questions. Can I really choose in this moment to be okay with just what happened right now, no matter what the outcome was, because now I know I have to be more careful when I'm in the fridge or slow down and then okay I have had an accident as a repercussion I've cut my foot and I'm in the hospital I have stitches but all is well my body's healing already I've learned from the experience I've learned that I can calm down and slow down and I don't have to choose to be so angry I can Mm -hmm. choose to just sit in a place of well that sucked yeah okay let's move on and do what we need to do yeah it's it's really interesting it's what we talk about at our spiritual meetings, which is, okay, let's feel it, learn from it if we can. Not, there's not always a lesson there, like dropping a jar. There's no lesson there. However, we're, you, can, you feel the momentary frustration and then you choose by asking yourself a question. Am I going to allow this to ruin my whole entire day? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it really it's- is that... It's so funny because something that's coming up for me is I used to listen to Louise Hay a lot. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if you're familiar with her. I am, yes. She was talking about injury and she was saying, she was talking about this sort of conversation about choosing to look at things differently than how we are normally looking at things like immediate anger over breaking a jar and cutting your foot as opposed to if you cut your foot or stub your toe or hurt, bang your elbow wow, that was a, there's a lot of sensation there as opposed to, oh my God, this hurts so much. I'm in so much pain and I'm in so yes. much suffering because pain is a sensation the same yes. way, you know, goosebumps give you that shivery sensation or cold is a sensation or heat is a sensation, pain is a sensation. And so she would say, wow, I'm experiencing a lot of sensation. Oh, I love that. It's such a, it has a different frequency too. It just, it totally does. Pain, I mean, I think when you, and this is why I think this is, you know, if we go back to Einstein and the Abrahams and every spiritual teacher who talks about this, but I'm going to go with Einstein because I have a lot of listeners who are more like, they need the facts and the science behind it versus mm, the feeling, whereas that. you and I are more feelings. I, if, if we go back to Einstein, where he says that everything is energy, the, that means that our words and our thoughts on things are energy as well. And it also, if everything is energy, and I know this to be true, and I know our, our listeners will feel this too, negative energy is so much louder. Oh, absolutely. Pain is so much louder. All of those things that are painful, whether physically or emotionally, is so much louder and intense than, for example, 
love or ease or as you said the sensation Mm -hmm. I think actually when I think about love versus hate and I think about how fear and anger and all of those things are louder Mm -hmm. it's because it has predominantly had a stronger voice in our society absolutely but but if we were you know if we were to really look at love and the frequency of love it's one of the highest frequency that resonates on the planet today and that before anything else came to be it was just a love frequency it was just sound frequency right and so if we were to actually start to turn our belief into how powerful love is and how transformative love is, we would soon be able to turn our belief system into how loud is love. Oh, I love that. I'm going to write that down. How loud is love? Because I think that's really what it is, is just turning like I love what you said at the beginning and we both love Shaman Durek, who's just Mm -hmm. amazing, always loving into it because when you can love into it, I mean, he says, and now mind you, he's a shaman, like a fourth or fifth generation shaman. So he's practiced this and knows he loves even the person who has done the most horrific of crimes Mm-hmm. because he doesn't look at the crime. He's looking at this human being who hurt that person because he was all, he or she was also suffering. So mm-hmm. the way to heal that person isn't to hate them, isn't to make them that's suffer right. just as much. It's to love into him or her. And that's the way you transform that person. You've got love to change that. their I- frequency as well. And you can only do that if your frequency is changed. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. What does Wayne Dyer say? When you change the way you look at things, the, the things, things you look at change. change. Yeah. I love so that. Bad. I love, love, love that. I, I yeah. actually, I say that to myself on a regular basis. I have a, a, a random few things that I constantly repeat to myself. And that is the one thing that mm. he has absolutely truly inspired inside of me that I just say on a regular basis. The yeah. other thing too, that I have, I, I have it, um, written in lipstick on my bathroom mirror, by the way, because I have a lipstick that I don't use or wear. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm not going to throw it out. I'll use it, put it to good use. So I use I it as a that. memo stick. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the word see possibility on my bathroom mirror. And I almost, mm. I almost erased it the other day because I always change the message up. And I don't know why, but I felt this like little internal nudge to keep that there for some reason. And I was like, I don't know why something's there. Something's there. Like see possibility. I need to keep it there just a moment longer. I don't know how much longer, but I'm going to keep it there. And lo and behold, I was watching Dr. Joe Dispenza the other day on a workshop he's putting on. And he said in it, you absolutely must see possibility. And I was like, there it is. You know, the world and and our spirit and our guides, they give us these nudges and there's meaning behind behind every single thing. And when he, he framed that, you must see possibility because he's talking about literally changing who we are and changing, getting out of your way of being yourself. Or how does he say that? Um, Getting out uh, of our own way. I'm not, but you know what I love about Dr. Joe Dispenza is he started teaching this because he healed his own back. He He broke his back in a a car accident, getting hit while he was on a bike. Yeah, and that's right. He healed vertebrae, vertebrae by vertebrae, and you know to now see all of his teachings and 
see because he's taken the science to a whole new level. Like he actually looks at the vibration of our words and looks at the looks what's ha- looks at what happens in our brain when we're thinking certain things and feeling certain Absolutely. things and the energy. You know, I had this. I, I'm such a big believer in him, and he talks about when you're when you're visualizing your goals and the things that you want. Um, a really good thing to do is to. Uh, make sure that when you're doing it, you're in a happy state. Like you're in an mm. actually joyful state, a grateful state. And one of the things that he said was, you know, when you're exercising, um, all of your happy chemicals are just like so heightened. This is actually a really good opportunity for you to mentally go through all of your goals because you're flooded with all of these positive chemicals. And that yes. is you're matching the frequency of the thing that you Absolutely. want. So yesterday I was, um, after coming home from a workshop, my dog was like, of course, when your dog's alone all day, they're so <laughs> energized. And all he wanted to do was play with me. Jason's trying to take him outside, but he doesn't want to. He just wants to be with me. And I was in such a good mood after teaching. So that happened. And so we started running around the table and just the way he was doing it, I was <laughs> giggling like a little kid and giggling and giggling and giggling. And I couldn't stop. And I could feel my happiness, but like my energy just get like higher and higher and my joy just increasing, increasing. And my love, as you said, get louder and louder. And in that mm-hmm. moment, I, I could hear Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I started to like just say, thank you so much. And I would repeat my goal. Thank you so much. And I would say my goal. And when I was done, I just felt this overwhelming sense of there is no way that goal is not going to come true. There's no Absolutely. way I'm not going to meet that now versus, you know, coming at it from a state of lack. I'm coming at it from a state of abundance. And I think that's so important. I don't have it yet, but I felt like I did. Mm -hmm. Well, it's really interesting that you talk about this. And we actually talked about the darkness earlier and the light. And the um, workshop that I'm listening to is on Gaia TV, just by the way, everybody. And it's called uh, Becoming Supernatural. And it's from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. I do believe that you have to invest in their live streaming series of of uh, workshops uh, they have a standard series that you can purchase for a year and i think it's about a hundred dollars a year um but to get the live streaming which includes joe dispenza and um greg braden who's another mm-hmm. amazing individual that i love to follow uh, and there's a series of other people on here and they all have extended workshops and his workshop is coming is called becoming supernatural natural and he talks about seeing possibility because he believes that all possibility or they've proven that all possibility exists on the, in the quantum field. Yeah. And he goes into this beautiful meditation of li- literally see, like forgetting your, your body, yourself, your material possessions, the world as we know it, the planets, the stars, the everything, and going into complete blackness, mm. darkness. And in that darkness is all potential. It's the vast quantum field of potential. And when you think, when you go into this meditation, you're literally trying to just see the blackness and be in the blackness and expanding into the blackness, into this field, into this quantum field. And he says, you literally, if we write down a thought of, I would like my house, Mm -hmm. he says, you just put it, if you're writing down your goals or your, you know, aspirations or whatever it is that you want to have in your life, you write those goals down with intentions, you write your intentions for achieving the goal, and then you 
I believe it's called your expanded energy and how you will feel when you receive it. Mm -hmm. So he literally says that if you, for me, you know, if you want to achieve, you know, buy a house, for example, um, which is one of my goals, I want to buy a house. Yeah. You put the letter H and around it, you put a couple squiggly lines that represent the quantum field. And when you go into this quantum field, you see all possibility. It becomes mm. a possibility in the quantum field. It literally exists there. If you can literally have a mere thought of anything, it literally has come to life. It exists in the quantum field and, and it is possible. That. Yeah. I love that because and this is, again, I mean, we're, this isn't about Dr. Joe Dispenza podcast, but he no, is so profound, not. right? He is so profound, which is why he gets so lost yeah. in talking about him because the, the thing I think that makes us just go down the rabbit hole of Dr. Joe Dispenza is backed by science. It's quantum physics. That's right. So, so for all in, your listeners out there who love and that what scientific I love is fact, he brings that. Yeah. He is a scientist who says spirituality and science are not separate. Mm, they, they are absolutely. the same exact thing. He doesn't say it's one thing or another. They're the exact same thing. We yes. just put spirituality in a woo-woo bucket over there. Um, that just means we're sitting in a meditation and you know, we're we're not actually taking control of our life or we don't believe that we have that we are the creator of our own lives. Whereas Joe Dispenza said, you know, says, and this is what you were just talking about, it's like, all right, quantum physics says, all right, this is the thing that you want. It already exists in the quantum physics in another mm -hmm. reality. You've just got to get yourself to that place where you're creating it in your mind. So then you get inspired to do the things. Then you get inspired to take that action. Then you get mm -hmm. inspired to go to that thing and meet that person. Right. Absolutely. And, I, and I think Absolutely. what people really get lost is they think that they're going to sit there and it just appears on the meditation pillow when they wake up. And that's yeah. not what it's about. It's about helping us to see that different version that it does exist so that then we can take the next steps to get ourselves closer to it. And we can't do that when we don't believe in it. That's right. He talks about basically tuning into the frequency of what mm -hmm. it is that you're trying to bring into your life. So if it's abundance in your life or love in your life or that job or that career or that partner or whatever it is, that house, the car or the, you know, maybe having a more peaceful planet or whatever it is that we're, we're talking about that we really want to bring into our, our, our existence. It's really just tuning into that energy. Yeah. You know, finding that frequency, and it's like, how many times have you heard the analogy of like, you know, tuning into a radio station, mm -hmm. you know, if you're wanting to listen to country music, you're not going to get it on, you know, that one radio station. Yeah, you're not going to get it on the pop station. You're not going to get it on the pop station or the rock and roll station. You're going to get yeah. it on the country station and you have to tune into the frequency of that station Absolutely. in order to get that. And so if it's, it's staticky, like you, you have to adjust the tuner as well. Exactly. Yeah. So if you actually sit in that place at any given time in your life and you're thinking about that one thing that you really want, for me, let's say it's a house, somebody yep. else it might be a relationship. I'm just tuning into, you have your intention list and then you have your um, expanded uh, energy that you are that you know that you will feel once mm. you receive it. That's the frequency you're tuning into to yes. acquire the house. So I would feel so amazingly joyful. I would feel so much gratitude mm. having that. I would feel so 
uh, like worthy of it, you know, so appreciative that I've, you know, that I've come to this place where I have yeah. that ownership and that security and that whatever that means for me, yes. it's the feeling state that you're tuning into. And that's the frequency match to the thing that you're trying to achieve. So what you is know? our, what is our intention list? Is that like the things that we want? Yeah. So what does it mean to own a house? Why do you want the thing? You oh, know? so it's your why does, basically, like all the less, reasons yeah. why you want it. I want that. Or, so, or, or how would you like to achieve it? For example, like, like I said this morning, okay, well, I want to own a house this year mm -hmm. and I want the, um, the funding for it to come easily to me. Mm. And, uh, I want to also, uh, you know, I don't know, um, have it, have it this year, the funding to come easily to me and find the ways or the resources of the people to make this come to fruition. Oh, like, I love keep that. me on the right path. So those yes. are my intentions. It's like, have this come to me. He, he explained of, a, of a, a person, one of his actually colleagues who happened to attend one of his workshops. I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep talking about- No, but Spencer, I love but this because really this, is so, this is so important because a lot of, a lot of people who are listening um, have probably never heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza. We think everybody must have, but they probably yeah. haven't. So it's a really great resource for them. And it's also really good for- for people to see how we use it in our own personal, just normal lives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this one friend wanted to, um, uh, you know, manifest a trip and he works and works and works and works and works this person and thought, Oh, how could this possibly, it's going to be interesting to practice your, what you preach and, and do this exercise because I work so much. How am I going to ever possibly find time to take a vacation? And yeah. so his intentions yeah. were, I want to go on, find the time to go on, vacation. I want to go for 10 days and I want to not have to spend a lot of money on it. Mm. Little to no money on, on this vacation, but I want to go there. I want to do that thing. He ended up getting a call shortly after a friend won a trip to this, this trip for four to this vacation and invited him to go. And it was for, ten, it was for nine days, not 10 days, which was a okay. real funny little part. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that when mm. you set the intention and then you put your expanded energy list there, what are you going to feel when you receive it? That's tuning into the frequency and also breathing okay. and tuning into the quantum field of possibility. Oh, I love that. So it's just basically, so I'm, I'm just about to release a goal setting workshop and I actually set a goal around the goal setting workshop. So if we were to exercise that, it would be, so my goal is to sell 136 of these by January 31st, 2020. So my intentions then would be, I intend to have this, I intend to achieve this easily and effortlessly. I, my intention is to serve these 136 people in my, my the highest, most positive way that I can. My intention is to earn that specific dollar amount. And with that specific dollar amount, I'm going to feel the feel grateful and feel the financial freedom and feel joyful and feel confident. So it's really just kind of going on that rampage of all the reasons why you're going after it and how you want to achieve it. Absolutely. Oh, and you can it. do this in your waking day and you can mm -hmm. facilitate these things into your meditation practice too, if you'd have one. And so it's really just aligning your heart core, your heart center with your yes. brain. Yes. Uh, it's called brain and heart coherence. And it's really just aligning those two things. So our brain tells us, well, I really want this thing. And these are the whys, or this is what I'd like, how I'd like to not necessarily 
uh, producing the how, because that's not our, our role. That's not our job. But, yeah. but also just saying, you know, well, I'd really like this to come to me easily. I don't want to mm -hmm. have to struggle to achieve this thing. You know, I'd really like the, the, my message to get out to, to the people that really will, it will really resonate with, get it out to the people that will, that help me to facilitate my goals, you know, or yes, the right people yes. will come into my experience. I would really love it if I could meet that one person and just have that experience with that one person or have this opportunity come to me where it really just grows and expands my business or whatever it happens to be. You can, yeah. you can put some objectives or some intentions in there without trying to control the how, yeah. but then tuning into the energetic vibration of what it would feel to achieve that. And mm. that's the, that's the brain heart coherence, you know, the thinking that. mind with the heartfelt Absolutely. You know, heartfelt mind. So yeah. our mind is involved in everything that we do. And usually we just let it go and do whatever it's been doing habitually. So what this does, and oftentimes it's negative. So what this does is we're getting our heart involved and our heart is telling our mind what, how we want it to think, how we want it to react, what we actually want it to do. And we're connecting the two so that our brain doesn't say, there's no way you're there's no way you could ever achieve this. There's no way you could do that. Why do you even bother? So our heart's basically changing the language for us. It is. It's changing the back frequency of our words. energy. Yep. It's literally yeah. tuning into the frequency. The heart is mm -hmm. the compassionate. Uh, they say now, uh, science is uh, saying that there's actually a brain in the heart. So we have a heart brain and yep. we also have a, a, a mind brain. And yeah. so yeah. really just, uh, you know, tuning into those two things, like the tuning the heart into the mind. They say that when you're in your thinking mind so much so that the body then becomes the mind. So yes. it's like driving a car and going into the mind and going on some like long story that you're engaging your brain into and you don't even know how you drove there. Yes, the body became yes. the mind because Absolutely. the mind is controlling the body at this point, right? And so therefore Absolutely. the body becomes the mind. Well, when you tune into your heart frequency, you start to tune out of the mind and gain more control in your own harmony and resonance in your heart center as opposed to in yes. your mind. And you free up that controlled behavioral response to everything that yeah. autopilot program that we all run on absolutely and it goes back to the only way we can do that is with practice and so yes. and parts of that are one you said like really paying attention to our words and our phrases so you know we hear all the time people say i'm so unhappy i'm so unhappy mm -hmm. i'm so unhappy i'm so unhappy what's a what's a flip of that because like, what is something else? So if someone is feeling unhappy, that is the reality of what they're in, but that's not the reality of what they need to stay in. They can create another reality. So what's a new phrase that someone can start to say so that they can start to change their frequency and begin to mm. practice it because it doesn't always happen overnight. So it's like, Absolutely. I'm so unhappy can become something else, but what are mm -hmm. those... Or maybe it's, I'm not good enough or mm -hmm. like, or a really big one is I'll never have enough. Like right. these are I, all I, things that we should flip around, but absolutely. I, sorry. I, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. I'm okay. actually sitting there listening to you thinking, oh my gosh, I've, I'm guilty of all of those. Me too. <laughs> Me too. We all I've are. said all of those things to myself and I, you know, yeah. and I, I've believed all of those things about 
about myself. You know, it's interesting. I'm not sure that I have the exact answer that you're looking for, but I'll tell you a little bit of a story about my own personal experience. Yes, and please. You and I talked a little bit off record uh, about my life with my husband. And, and uh, you know, I, I often walk around thinking like, oh, you know, gosh, I don't have that thing. I'm never, when am I going to ever get there? When am I ever going to get mm. the things that I want? And, and thinking yeah. from that real lack, like nothing ever good happens to me or I don't ever get anything that I want. And I can go on down that rabbit hole of, of belief and thinking. And then sometimes what I'll find myself doing is, well, let me actually take this one step back. Um, what I was going to say is I'll, what I find myself doing is sitting in my living room, looking into my, you know, my whatever, my living room or my dining room. If I'm li literally looking around me thinking, wow, look at what I have. Mm -hmm. Like what I have, look what I do have. Look what, look at everything that I've acquired in my life. Look where I've come from and look at what, uh, how I've grown as a, as a human being. And, and look at what I have. I didn't see this 20 years ago. I didn't see this 10 years ago. I didn't think that I would have this much, you know, yeah. that I've grown so exponentially, you know, that I've acquired so much. And I've really, really, really been, you know, making such huge progress in my life. And sometimes it's taking that backseat perspective of really just sitting down and suddenly becoming, tuning in and becoming aware of my surroundings yes. and everything that I do have. And my, my husband is actually a really great example of that. I mean, he's had a really tough road in his life. He's got all the reason in the world to come from a lack, a negative perspective, but he literally every single day wakes up with the choosing to see things differently. He does. It's really mm -hmm. a choice and it's a practice that we have to do is to choose to see things differently and gain a different perspective. And through that change and that shift, like he wakes up and he goes, man, this is the nicest house I've ever lived in. You know, coming from him, he's a carpenter. I'm an interior yes. designer. We could explode this house. I mean, we could literally, we have the potential to do so many amazing, beautiful things, but don't get me started on all the things that's wrong with it, for example, right? Yes. And yes. That's, that's a conversation that I've commonly seen myself say or, or tell mm. people. It's almost like I have to warn people before they come over because I'm afraid of the judgment that things yes. are not quite the way that I would like to see them be because I know what my potential is. So I do this like little exercise with people. Well, you know, this is not my forever home or I don't own this house yes. yet, or it's not what I would be. Don't get me started on all the wrong things because I'm so, I, I want so desperately for it to be different, but I also don't want to be judged. Oh, and yes. instead of just living in a place, you know, most people come into my home and go, Oh wow, you have a really beautiful home. And I think and it's so true. But I think about all the things that I want yep. that I don't currently have to make it better. Yes. But I'm not focused on, you have a really nice home. And, and why can't just I just saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And, and really allowing that to sink in, you know, and really like going from a place that I don't have to mm -hmm. look what I do have. And thank you. Absolutely. Some, you know, I brought comfort to somebody today. Somebody comes into my home and feels welcome. Somebody comes into my home and feels joy. Somebody comes into my home and feels like it's pretty or feels yes. like it's beautiful yes. or compliments something about it. Focus there. Absolutely. Focus on those things. Yeah. Well, it, it all comes down to that, like gratitude is such a really great way to love into it and to change our energy and to change our thoughts because we can go on these gratitude rampages and say, like, even though I don't have everything that I want yet, I have everything that I need. And living from that place of abundance 
gets you that motivation and that positive energy to continue to work towards the thing that you do want. So, we talked in our last meeting, Lorian. I think we did this like little rant, much like what Abraham You Hicks did, does. and I loved it. You did yeah. it for, for a relationship that wasn't there yet. Exactly. And it's like literally going down this like little rant. If like, if you were to look at, you know, for I'll use my own personal example, so I'm not centering anybody out, but I mean, a relationship is one thing that we talked yeah. about in our relationship for somebody else that was in our group, but you could do this with any number of things is really go like, if you look at money, for example, and how we say things like, you know, money is the root of all evil and you know, it's destructive and it's, you know, all the powers that be have all the money and it's the money is for the rich, not the poor. And we go mm -hmm down this like rampage of like negative thinking yes what if yes. we were to try to change our relationship with money or relationships with people or relationships with our house or any number of things that we're wanting to change and say things like i'll use my house for example I really love beautiful houses. I love them. Oh my God. I love how they're built. I love the architecture. I love spatial planning. I love creating new and interesting things with a house. I really love how houses can be transformed into something that maybe they're not currently, but they, there's so much magic that can happen. I really love, you know, the aesthetic and the colors that go blah, blah, blah. And I could go yeah. on this beautiful rampage of houses. And what am I doing? I don't maybe have the house of my dreams at the moment, but I'm, but, but I'm aligning myself energetically with all of the things that go into actually manifesting that, dropping it yes. into my current reality. You know, I love, you know, tall, dark, uh, brown eyed guys, or, or I love tall, blonde haired women or, yeah. you know, somebody who's intelligent. I really love women who are really intelligent. You know, if you're trying to manifest a, a, a female yes. or a male, I really love, you know, men that are intelligent. I love men who are, you know, creative and get to use their hands a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I love, I love men who are kind and compassionate. You know, those men that just like walk around with their babies, like with so much pride and oozing with joy. And, you know, I love men who are hard workers. And if you don't have that partner, but that's the person that you want to bring into your world, why not go down that rampage absolutely that's absolutely. how you shift i think personally is just training yourself and practicing that rampage of what do i really want okay well let's practice the vibration of that yes yeah and it's so great because i love the word love you know in one of my courses unleash your inner contagiously positive the last module in the digital course is all about love and because we we want it not i don't mean romantic love i mean we want to love our job we want to love our bodies we want to love our friends we want to you know be in love we want to love the places that we go we want to love our house we want to love our car we just we want to love our friends and family like we want like love is the thing that we like really 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 are striving for and it's really important then to just use it, use that phrase as much as possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I really, I totally get that because I go on gratitude rampages while I'm in my car, mm, especially when I feel, because I hate, no, no, see, I was about <laughs> to say I hate driving. So the more I say I hate driving, the more I hate driving, right? Because I've That's told right. my brain that that is the reaction. So I dislike driving. I dislike long commutes, but I make the commute as positive as I can. And one of the things that I do is I'll just sit in my car and I go on these gratitude rampages and I talk about all the things that I love, that I'm so grateful for, that like, and I really, and I just do that. And sometimes it can be a half an hour and sometimes it can be five mm -hmm. minutes. Minutes, but absolutely my vibration and it changes my energy and 
wherever I'm going, at least I'm showing up in a positive way. Mm. Does it mean that I'm I'm going to love long commutes? Probably not, but I'm not going to hate it. I'm not going to want to avoid it. It's not going to make, it's not going to affect my energy. It's just going to be something that I have to do to get to the place that I have to go. Absolutely. That's it. It actually becomes nothing. It actually becomes nothing. It's just something that's required to do. It has no, what I mean by nothing is it holds no energy, positive or negative. It's just this neutral thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Being neutral sometimes is the best place to be in when you yeah. can't get from here to there, right? Absolutely. So yeah. one of the things, you know, gratitude is a really, really great way um, or like a gratitude rampage or a love rampage. It's a really, really mm-hmm. good way for us to shift our energy and watch our words as well. Also flipping those phrases around, you know, like, like we just did there, like right in the moment, catching myself, say hate. Um, one of the things that I used to say all the time was I'm just, I'm not a creative person. I can't do that. I'm not a creative person. And that would block me from actually creating content for my Mm -hmm. business. And so now, you know, anytime I could feel myself go that way, the, the phrase that I say is creativity flows through me easily and effortlessly, and I'm a powerful creator. And mm-hmm. I just say that, and I really feel that. And all of a sudden, what I didn't, I, I would feel like I would have nothing to write. I'm all of a sudden writing with ease because I've opened up my heart and my mind to the possibility that, yeah, in this reality, I am a powerful creator and I'm really Absolutely. good at this. And you know, a big one is money. And I've always said for like years and years and years, I have to watch it. Money is so hard to earn. You know, Mm. money is, money is challenging. I never have enough. And now it's just, I attract money easily and effortlessly, period. It's it's really interesting. I wanted to share this because I, I can't help myself, but this was a major transformation for me in my life when it came to money. And I grew up, I grew up in a very, very poor environment. Mm-hmm. And what I used to say is I was very poor. Yes. And it's interesting because when going through this journey, that we're on and learning all the things that I'm learning and this new self-discovery and changing the words that I choose to use, I've changed it from I was poor to my father was poor. Yes. And that was like, it was like this, like the the aha moment for me because Mm -hmm. I lived in this reality, this belief that I personally was poor, that I was poor. I had no control over finances as a child. I had none. I was a child. I was living in an environment that was poor. My father was poor. And when Mm -hmm. I did, when I changed that mindset, that phrase, that communication that I was verbalizing day in and day out with people and to myself consistently and training myself to, and I believed it wholeheartedly. Like I was poor in my mind. I was poor, but no, I grew up in a very poor home. Yeah. There's such a difference. It's not, it's not who you are. I am saying I am means you've identified that that is who you are. Absolutely. Instead of just the experience that you experienced. That was just in the experience of my Mm -hmm. father's poverty. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really, it really took the pressure and the onus off me. Absolutely. It made me feel like, oh, wow, I wasn't poor. I wasn't poor. Yeah. My father was poor. And, and I, and I was able to just take that and go, wow, like I have this, all this opportunity to not be poor. Yes. Back then and today. Absolutely. Like I literally restructured the way that I view my past Yeah. in that moment of 
viewing my past before as being poor as opposed to my father was poor and I happened to be a product of that environment. Like I came mm. from that environment, but that I doesn't define that. me. No. It doesn't define me. It's not who I am. It's not what I was. It's not what I did. I did nothing. I did not contribute to that. It just was my circumstances. And Absolutely. It was unfortunate. But boy, has it ever taught me a lot. And now that I see that perspective, I'm that change in perspective for me and the changing of the vocabulary for me has just like, pushed me in a whole new direction of looking at my past. Absolutely. We really have to, I think, watch those statements of I am, because I remember when I was a teenager, um, when I was getting help for my eating disorder, my therapist kept saying, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be anorexic for the rest of your life, even when you're healed. So it was like identifying with, I'm an anorexic. Hi, my name is Lorianne and I'm an anorexic. And that was going to just be a part of me my whole life. And I would always have to watch for the triggers and things like that. I've always had a really hard time with that because I always felt so much shame and that this yes. is just who I am. And Absolutely. I remember when I was an adult and I was just like, I'm not, especially when I started to change I, I worked with a holistic naturopathic coach and naturopathic doctor who was just like, you're not, you, you're not your eating disorder. You had an eating disorder and now you don't. And it shifted the way I eat, it shifted the way I think about food. Like I do not worry about food anymore. I don't worry about my body anymore, but it wasn't. I remember until... you saying, Lorianne, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but oh, I have okay. to say this because you said to me one time when you were telling me about that story of yourself, you said, I learned that I didn't have an eating disorder. I had disorderly exactly. eating. Exactly. I had disorderly. I love that. Yes. Disorderly eating, disordered yeah. eating. That's a total reframe it on is. the words you choose to say. And doesn't Absolutely. that have a profound difference when you say yes. it that way? Yes. Yeah. I had disorderly eating. Instead of always feeling like that's a part of my identity. Well, if, if that's a part of my identity, I'm never going to heal and recover from that because every bite of food that I take... I'm going to wonder if that is serving that identity or taking away from it, or am I being triggered or like, I'm never, mm -hmm. I, I'm never not a part of it. So it was just an experience. And, you know, I think the I am is so important. And I was listening to Lady Gaga on a podcast the other day and she flipped it and she changed herself. And she said, you know, cause Oprah was asking her like, so you used to be a cutter and I want to know like why people cut. And she's like, yeah, I'm a cutter. And she said, no, wait, I used to cut. Mm, yeah. And that is so different because we have to be careful of what we're making a part of our identity. You know, I heard my girlfriend say the other day, she's like, well, I'm a divorcee and I'm always going to be a divorcee. And I'm like, or you were married and now you're not, and you have a new opportunity to find love in your life. Mm, absolutely. Right. Instead of the shame that she was putting around, I'm a divorcee. Like we put these labels on ourselves and they're absolutely. typically usually shame labels. Right. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's amazing. We have to be really careful. And I say this to my kids all the time that, that there's a very, very strong force out there and it's called the power of suggestion. Mm hmm. Absolutely. You know, and if we're not protecting ourselves all the time from that force, then we are, we can, it's literally almost a subliminal tweak that happens when we're communicating with people. And, you know, there are so many dream, um, 
bashers or crushers or dream crushers out there just by the power of suggestion alone. Absolutely. You know, I cannot tell you how many podcasts or YouTube videos or conversations I've had with people or things that I've listened to over the years where it took one teacher to say to a student, you'll never amount to anything. Yes. Or you'll never be a dancer or you'll never mm -hmm. be a professional football player or you'll never be good at running or you'll never learn how to swim. And that person literally stopped. Louise Hay actually yeah. told the story of that where she wanted to dance so badly and when she went out for tryouts or whatever it was uh her her or her gym coach or somebody said something to her teacher said to her you'll never be a dancer yeah. she literally stopped dancing because of it now maybe she maybe never would have become a professional dancer but why not dance anyway exactly. why do we have to have our dreams snuffed out by the power of conversation like the suggestion that somebody makes to yeah. you that we, is a perspective i think we really put these things i just today's blog was actually about that because i was teaching at a grade 12 class yesterday and one of the students said you know and it started this conversation about being realistic and he said over and over and over again growing up my parents kept telling me to dream and use my imagination and I could be and do and have whatever I want. And then now I'm about to graduate and it's all like, be realistic, you know? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, I've been celebrated for being an athlete my whole life. And now it's be realistic. You probably won't get a scholarship or be realistic. You'll probably not make it. To the oh my gosh. And, and he's, and what I said to him was, I said, that's because they're afraid. They're afraid of failure. So they're putting their fear of failure on you and they don't want you to get hurt and they don't want you to see, see you get disappointed. In my mind, it's we should be supporting whatever it is someone wants to do. And if it turns out that it wasn't realistic, it just means the dream needs a little bit of tweaking. It needs to be shift. And possibly you're still an athlete, but you're not doing it in the big leagues. It doesn't mean you mm -hmm. have to stop your dream. It just means maybe it just has change slightly. So Absolutely. I love that because I think that's so important is we put these things on ourselves. We put these things on other people based on our own fears. Mm -hmm. And it's our Absolutely. perspective. If someone were to say to me, I really want to be a skydiver who, you know, those skydivers who do like all of those, um, like acrobatics and acrobatics in the air. Yes. I would want to eat. My initial response would be from fear and I would be responding to them from a fear place saying, Oh my God, you shouldn't do that. You could die. I would only be responding that way because in my mind, that's something I would never do. And it's really terrifying. Yes. So, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I want to respect your time. So I just have, I have one more question before we say absolutely. goodbye, because I think we could, we're going to have to have another conversation on our podcast because absolutely. we could talk for hours. So we could, <laughs> what's one place you think that whoever's listening right now What's one place that they can just start? Like they want to overcome a limiting belief or change their language. Like what's one practice people can just start putting into practice right now today without needing a coach, without needing anything they can just do on their own. Just I love thing. this question. And the first thing that comes to mind is awareness. 
Mm. Absolutely becoming aware, becoming aware of your vocabulary, the things that you're saying out loud or to yourself in your mind and reframing them. Awareness literally is going to show progress. It's yes. going to show the shift and the change. And you have to start with becoming aware. If you're unaware of what you're doing, you cannot possibly change. You cannot yeah. possibly yeah. get to the next step or practice anything other than what you're currently doing because you're unaware of it. So what once you start to learn the information, this is a daily practice for me. I constantly, if I'm feeling low, if I'm feeling out of sync, this morning I actually woke up and I was feeling out of sync. I was feeling like, oh my gosh, what's going on? I'm, I'm out of sync today. I'm just mm -hmm. not feeling myself today. What do I need to do? The first thing is I'm aware that I'm out of sync. Yes. I'm aware of that. I could have gone through my day of, you know, how they say, you know, you wake up, you stub your toe and then all of a sudden you trip over the thing and then you drop yep. your that and you forget you're this. And, and then this whole like snowball and this like momentum builds in your life and your whole day yes. goes hot. And uh, so awareness is the first starting point for me for anything. It's like anybody who has an anger issue, being aware that you get angry or mm. you're reactive is, is the key to actually saying, okay, well, I happen to know that on a regular basis, I tend to react before I act, you know, or react before I think, you know, or whatever that, that way is, or I get mad right away, or I, I get really angry, or I tend to yell a lot. I'm aware yeah. that I do that. And then in the moment of any of those things happening in our life, whatever happens to be self-doubt, anger, resentment, judgment, fear, I happen to worry a lot. I'm a worrier. Well, I'm aware that I'm a worrier. So when I begin yeah. to worry, I nip it in the bud because I'm literally aware that I'm beginning to worry. Yeah. So then I say to myself, okay, what can I focus my attention on that is not based around the worry? You know, sometimes that. when I lie in bed at night, I start to go through this like whole like conveyor belt of worry and I start to recycle the problem over and over again in my head. And I go, you know, I go from start to finish trying to correct it or solve it in the moment. And one thing, and I used to lose a lot of sleep over it. It took me forever to fall asleep because of me being in this cycle of worry. Now I'm aware that I can I can worry that I tend to worry and sometimes I worry more at night than other times of the day. So now I literally stop myself and I go, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm worrying about this and I literally cannot change it. So I'm, I'm aware of it. That's the first thing. And then I always remind myself, I mean, this may not pertain to every scenario in life, but I remind myself, all of this will be here tomorrow hmm. and I can deal with it from a fresh perspective then. Yeah. So I, I train myself to, to tune it out and to focus on getting rest so I that I can that. be better functioning in the next day. But awareness, I think, is your first, first step. Becoming aware of whatever it is that is your struggle or block in life yeah. and, and the things that you say, being aware. And it could simply just be, you know, if you're not aware of your thoughts, then um, your thoughts and feelings carry around a piece of paper. And when you're feeling these thoughts come in, you're feeling these emotions, write them down. And at the end of the day, you can start to become aware of, oh my God, I thought that negative thought 80 times today. Yes. In four hours. Feedback. Yeah. Feedback is so, really important. You get feedback from people that communicate with you. Absolutely. Um, you know, I tell people in my staging clients all the time, for example, I say, if you have a house on the market, I'll say to people, your house has been on the market for a while. Why isn't it selling? What's your feedback been? Oh, well, I didn't get any. So yeah. you're not listening to your buyer because chances are the buyer is giving the real estate agent feedback. 
Yes. They're giving you feedback. But if you're unaware of the feedback, if you're unaware of it, and you mm -hmm. don't know what's really coming in. If somebody says something to me like, my God, Cindy, you know, geez, you know, if, if Gilbert, for example, says, um, you know, why are you getting, why do you get so mad all the time yeah. about that thing? Yeah. Why does that get you so angry? Now I'm aware that I get yeah, angry all the time over that thing. So awareness really helps us to change. Absolutely. And I really think that that's the, listen to people, listen to your feedback, listen to your own body language, listen to your, what's your intuitively, your gut instinct telling you about a thing. What is your, what is, what are you experiencing in the moment? If, if you're aware that every single time you go into this situation or you start to think that thought that you start to feel anxious, the anxiety is a, is a product, a byproduct of what yeah. you're thinking, yeah. right? Yeah. So if I know that I get anxious, I'm not an anxious person. I just know that I happen to think thoughts that pr produce anxiety in me absolutely you know so i become yes. aware of the things that i'm thinking so awareness i think is the biggest first step it's being mindful of what your mind is full of <laughs> like yeah. really i love that really right mindful. like because yeah. we and we can it's our choice and what i'm hearing through all of this conversation it's it's really once you become aware, then you get to choose. But when Absolutely. you're living life habitually, especially when you're, in, you're habitually going through it in a negative way and your thoughts are negative and your emotions are negative and all of these things are happening and you're not aware of it, you're just going to continue doing that habitual thing. That's how your mind works. Absolutely. It will keep doing what you tell it to do. Got the things you say, yeah. Absolutely. So you have to stop that. And the only way to do that is to become aware of those thoughts, the things that you're saying to yourself, and then you can flip them around. And then Absolutely. you can go on those gratitude rampages and the love rampages, and you can work with someone to help you through it. And you can watch your words and really just live in the practice of loving into it, really. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. So the, why I wanted to also talk to you today was I really wanted to have you on because I love your perspective. I think it's amazing. And we oh, work thank together you. at creating beautiful lives for ourselves. And I love that we've created this beautiful sisterhood of how can we, how can we support each other through this? Because I think that's so important. But mm. also neither of us are experts in this. We are just human beings who are practicing this in our own lives and seeing Absolutely. significant results. And that's why I wanted to have you on. Like we're real human beings. We're not having this conversation. And then, you know, at the end, we're going to sell you a program on the eight steps. That's going to help you to do that. Right. right. I really wanted to have this conversation the way we do every single Wednesday to show people that it's possible for us. It's, it's possible for us. It's possible for them. And it Absolutely. really is just about having meaningful conversations and being aware of the conversations that you're having. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that. So that's the first step, everybody to be aware. So you, where can people find you? Because what I love about you is, so you're an interior designer, you're a stager. Um, but what I love about you is you don't look at it as being an interior designer and a stager. You look mm -hmm. at it as creating beauty and transforming someone's energy. Absolutely. So where can people find you, learn more about you um, and your husband, you're a team. So yeah, I want people to be able to go and find you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, we, we are focused very predominantly this year and were last year. It sort of creeped in last year. And I realized in that moment last year when I was exploring all of this, like 
amazingness that was happening in my industry from that interior design renovation perspective of well-being in the home really mm -hmm. hit home for me last year and so we've we started that that approach to life in our industry in our field of work and really have uh, we're really bringing it into 2020 and it, it really did start with experiencing some client feedback that I had had from a, new, a variety of different clients and how it was making them feel mm -hmm. and every single time I hear a conversation about even the real estate industry. I can't see myself living there. It doesn't feel right. That home doesn't have a good vibe or I could really see myself living there. I really felt good. That home, I really connected with it. It felt like home, all those kinds of things or renovations or, or creating a beautiful design scheme. I've literally had people like you see on TV, jumping up and down, clapping after I've designed their living space. I love that. And how much joy is bursting at the seams for them? Yes. How much is that bringing to their day-to-day -day life? If you wake up in the morning and you have a home that you have things that are undone, those are tabs open in your brain and that creates stress and disharmony for everybody, function, form, everything that you do and how you live in your space is really important. So interior design, home staging, renovations, I really wanted it to make a difference in the world. I didn't want it to just be frivolous. So that's our focus just to, you know, just to talk yeah. about what you just, the point you made about how I see my business. That's how we see it. We, we see it from a space of well-being. But how can you find us? You can find us across social media. So we have a wonderful website. It's yourtotalhome.ca. Home is mm -hmm. singular. People tend to want to put an S at the end. I know, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is yourtotalhome.ca. That's our website. We are on Facebook. We have a great Facebook page. Uh, we're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and House. House mm -hmm. is a great platform for anybody interested in architecture and design. And you can find us on uh, Trusted Pros as well. We are I a love winning it. company. And yeah, we've done great. And we're really happy. We're going to keep moving along. You help people raise the frequency in their in home. Their so that at least when they're in their home, they are high vibing, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, sure. well, thank you so much. And I, honestly, oh, I, I cannot wait to do this again. We'll definitely do, again, do it again, because I think this would love to really, really resonate with a lot of people. So thank you so I much. I hope so. Absolutely. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I love you. Love you.